Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Well, it seems like the Chiefs are a bit more than just Patrick Mahomes. Christian Cat hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Theo? Theo? Not, not answering right now, man. How are you, pal? Still, uh, still reeling. Just like uh, Tony was reeling in catches last night. I'm still reeling. Uh, Day number one of year number two of Theo Dorsey's Kansas City Chiefs fandom. Not great. And to discuss it right away, it's it's not typical that we bring on a guest right at the onset of the show, but we adore him so. He is our NFL insider. He is Mike Tannenbaum, former Dolphins GM at Jets on-field boss with us. To get us going on a Friday here on Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. Mike, if you could uh, give Theo a little bit of solace, uh, a very disappointing title defense open for the Kansas City Chiefs. Can you make him feel better? Can you give him solace about his football team? Yeah, you know, we went into the game talking about not having Chris Jones, but we left talking about not having Travis Kelsey, who they'll get back. Um, look, it was a one-point game. I'm shocked that Andy Reid didn't punt fourth and 25 with more than two minutes to go and three timeouts. But anyway, they're, they're going to be right there. You know, Patrick Mahomes continue to show his greatness last night. Who is the most important player on the Chiefs not named Patrick Mahomes? Because we saw arguably best defensive player up, and we saw arguably best offensive player who doesn't throw a football out. Who is the, the most important Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chief not named Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think right now it's Travis Kelsey, you know, given the fact that they lost Tyreek Hill guys. Um, you know, last year they could overcome it with Kelsey and some young receivers, but, you know, I think Travis Kelsey is just too indispensable. Look, he's 34 years old. Um, that'd be a concern if I'm Kansas City, but, you know, they're still going to be there, you know, at the end. It feels like, Mike T, this is, a, uh, this is one of those uh, evaluations of team building where we, we saw it happen with the Patriots with Tom Brady where there were some years where they went a little low on the receiver position. We saw it happen with Aaron Rodgers. That was part of his uh, discontentment with the Packers. Is this just that Chiefs year where the receiving core is down because the Chiefs have invested so much in other areas of the roster? Or do you think there is a chance that some of these guys on the actual roster today can develop in the guys that Mahomes can trust? Yeah, it's going to have to – that's just the way it's going to have to be. They're going to have to go young and cheap there. They sort of made that philosophical decision when they traded, you know, Terry Kill and be it Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore. You know, they got a lot of young guys, Justin Ross. Someone's going to have to step up um, and, and be a frontline guy, much the way Terry Kill was, you know, a fifth-round pick back in the day. So, you know, when one guy on a $220 million cap's making $50 million, you're going to have to go in expensive other places. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum with us here, our NFL insider on Ken Levicka Live. Uh, how miserable is it in a team building when uh, your team, going back to your time uh, with the Jets or with the Dolphins, the team you work for, 
has a standalone loss like you would on a Thursday night or a Monday night where you're not lost in the minutia of an NFL Sunday. You were Everybody saw what went wrong. How bad is it in that building the morning after? Yeah, you know, when you have that many bye week guys, it could be really good or really bad. <laughs> um, and it's you know one of those things where uh, you just try to get through it when you lose and get on to the next game if possible. So um, it's uh, a lot of mixed emotions depending on where you are. But, look, it's a long season. You know, last year San Francisco got smoked by the Bears, and Bears went on to win three games. The Four Niners were within a whisker of, uh, you know, going to the Super Bowl. So long season ahead. I uh, I I caught this during the course of the week, Mike and, and Theo. You know when you knew you use someone's middle name, uh, it's emphatic. It's yeah, an emphatic endorsement of said person. Uh, Mike this week said that my MVP, Justin Patrick Thomas, said it on on Get Up on on ESPN. Mike or uh, Justin Patrick Herbert. I'm yes. sorry. I don't know why I said Justin You're Thomas. Just, I have golf Thomas. on my uh, my brain. Uh, but uh, but but Mike, I know you're a fan of Justin Herbert. That is uh, that is your guy. You're emphatically endorsing him for MVP this season. Why are you so high on the man who blew uh, a nearly four touchdown lead in the postseason a year ago? Well, because you look at Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, I think they can get the ball down the field more. Um, I think you look at Rashawn Slater, a really good left tackle who missed all but three games a year ago, and Quentin Johnson who struggled so far uh, in preseason, but. You know, those are three meaningful additions to a guy that's already been a prolific quarterback. So um, I thought they had a great offseason, especially on that side of the ball. And, and I think if we were designing a quarterback, it would look a lot like Justin Herbert. Uh, when it comes to uh, to the Dolphins, uh, earlier this week, I said I felt like they're a team that going into the final month of the season uh, – they, they could be outside the playoff picture, but then they have three of their final four games at home. Uh, you've got the Jets at home. You've got the Bills at home. You've got the Cowboys at home. You go to play the Ravens. They would turn it on, unlike last year, in the final month of the season and make the AFC playoffs. Uh, how would you rate that that bold prediction of mine from earlier this week? Yeah, look, it's all right there for them. Um, you know, what's fascinating to me is, like, the AFC East is going to come down to which offensive line plays the best and, you know, Taron Armstead's nicked up, but you look at the Jets, they got a bunch of guys nicked up. You know, Dwayne Brown and uh, Mekhi Becton haven't played much in the preseason either. So, look, if Tua could stay healthy, they're going to score a lot of points. So this should be a great AFC East all year long. What are you, now that we've got that first game out of the way last night, what are you looking forward most to this weekend? And in a particular player, particular storyline, a debut, uh, what, what, what this week really piques your interest NFL-wise? Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, the Monday night game. Just, I think there's so much pressure on the Jets. You know, Buffalo loses. It's not a home game. It's, you know, you, you, you got to win your home division games to get to where you want to go. So I think there's a lot more pressure on New York Monday night than Buffalo. It should be a great game, though. And Mike, as a, as a Chiefs fan, I know that whenever the Chiefs play, the storyline is going to be about Kansas City. But, but what about on the other side of that field? What did you see out of the Detroit Lions, um, out of Dan Campbell and his group, how fiery they were, how much offensive firepower they have? Like, did anything shock you about Detroit or, or like Dan Campbell, were you, your beliefs in them uh, just affirmed by what they were able to do last night? That's why we hired him in Miami. You know, he's a natural leader. He's tough. I like at the end of the game, it's third and two. Kansas City knew they were going to run it. They knew they were going to run it, and they ended the game. And that's when you have a great offense line. You know, you got a great offense line, you can win on the road. And uh, that's what we saw last night, and they're going to be, you know, tough to beat. 
Mike, excellent work as always. Appreciate you carving out some time here on this Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right. Thanks so much, guys. All right. That is our NFL Insider. That is Mike Tannenbaum with us here every week, every Friday on Ken LaVica Live. Are you doing okay, pal? Uh, it, I've had better starts to uh, to my, or I guess, start to my weekend at this point. But um, honestly, it, it's not as it's not so bad. You know, it's September. You know, you don't you don't win or lose Super Bowls in September. But um, it is not fun having my phone blow up, text calls, Facetimes. Exactly what I would do to a person in my situation. I was going to say this is this is certainly petty karma yeah. coming back your way because you're the first person. To, to pour salt in the wound, yeah. and last night, Chief Standalone, title defense, and they they sort of, especially on offense, based oh. on Chief standards, yeah. laid uh, laid an egg. So let me let me ease you into this because I, I uh, you're you're a, you're a good pal of mine. What do you what are you wanting to brace yourself to hear first? Uh, Brian Branch. 50-yard interception return for a touchdown, or David Montgomery with the uh, the go-ahead touchdown with seven minutes left to go in the fourth. You tell me. Uh, it's a tough, tough call here. Let, let's go with the uh, Brian Branch All to right. stay chronological. And, okay. and uh, also quarterbacks or interceptions are not a quarterback stat when Mahomes throws. Uh-huh, right, right. Yeah. So so in this instance, Patrick Mahomes did, did put a pass <laughs> right on the hands of his receiver. Uh, popped up into the air. Brian Branch of the Lions, four minutes into the second half. This is what it sounded like on NBC. This is third and six. Mahomes throws the cross. It is intercepted over the flexion. Brian Branch, the rookie, ties the game with his first NFL touchdown. Welcome to the NFL, Brian Branch. I suppose, Christian Cat, Audible Assassin, let's not waste any more time. Let's just get right to David Montgomery. Uh, 7.06 left to go in the fourth quarter, and David Montgomery blasts his way in from eight yards out to take the lead. Out of the drop. Montgomery with some momentum to the end zone for the touchdown. David Montgomery. All right, so... 21-20 at that point. Do you want to hear Andy Reid's post-game explanation for why he went for it with three timeouts on fourth and 25 with over two minutes left to go? Do you want to hear his explanation why he did that as opposed to punting? I stand with Andy on his call. So, yeah, I would love to hear him um, talk about that. I would have made the same call if this was a Madden 24. So. Andy Reid, take it away. Yeah, um, I thought that we needed to do that um, at that particular time. They you know, driven the ball on us, and so I thought it was important that um, we gave that a shot. So, oh, we still had some time on the clock. Yep, obviously you did have some time on the clock. Uh, so, when you have Patrick Mahomes, though, yeah. magical things can happen. Yes. Unfortunately, when you have Kadarius Tony uh, <laughs> unable to grab anything, magic tends to, to not happen. It ended up being kind of the correct call was, because they couldn't yeah, sure. stop the Lions. But that is kind of scary that your coach does not trust your defense right, you're the defending that early champions. into the season. Yeah, you're the defending champions. Your best defensive uh, player, arguably, is sitting up in a suite <laughs> at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, and uh, you're missing your best tight end. And your coach feels like, hey, we have to go for it. Three timeouts. Fourth and twenty-five. Still plenty of time left to go. We have to. You're right. Like that. That's a little concerning. Uh, here, here's what I'll say. Okay. So the Lions were up by one. If the Chiefs punt the ball, the Lions get a first down. The game's over. Right. 
Oh, uh, which is what ended up happening. Right. Eventually. So the Chiefs, if the Chiefs punt the ball, you're seeding your opportunity to continue your drive. You're giving the Lions the football. If they get a first down, the game's over. Right. We all agree. Not 100% because if, if, the, the, ball, if the ball died before right. the two-minute warning, you have an extra time out there where there's... What in the field position wouldn't have been that great if the ball died before the two-minute warning? Just in a vacuum, Andy Reid made the decision that Jared Goff was too powerful. <laughs> no! Yeah. Y'all he needed to go for it on fourth and 25. Yes. Y'all are missing the point. Andy Reid made the decision that he had a generational talent at quarterback who he knew could get the ball there to the right person. Well, well that was a the problem. There was no right person on the damn football field. But he knew that Patrick Mahomes could put the ball where it needed to be to give them a chance. And either way, if the Lions get a first down, the game is over. No matter if they get it from the 20-yard line or the other 20, the game's over if they get a first down. So he still trusted the defense that only allowed 14 points, by the way, without one of the best players in all of football and Chris Jones, him sitting up there with, with his bodyguard slash agents in the stands waiting on his contract. I'm just saying, I like the call from Andy Reid. I just don't like the players that were on the field with Patrick Mahomes. So this begs the question, because we saw, can we hear Chris Collinsworth last night before the game? This was Chris Collinsworth on NBC. I was, this is no joke. I was drinking red wine at the time, as I do pretty much nightly. Is that a problem, by the way? Is it bad if I drink a glass of red wine nightly? Because I've started to have some second thoughts about, do I have an issue? But I feel like it's a nice... It's good for your heart. Okay, good. It's not like a tequila or a whiskey or something. No, 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 I'm not getting getting drunk. I'm drinking one glass of red wine. Okay, good. Settle your heart. Uh, But I I almost spit it all over my bed. Um, when he when he said this, this was this was Chris Collinsworth in the pregame show last night on NBC. Well, they have no Travis Kelsey, no Chris Jones. They're second and third best players on this great team, but they have Patrick Mahomes, and I think America is about to find out how good he really is. I mean, did anybody doubt how good Patrick Mahomes really is? What is Chris Collinsworth talking about? Like last night was going to be the coming out party. For Patrick Mahomes because yeah. Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones aren't playing? What am I missing here? Well, what I will say is everybody does seem, for some reason, ahead of the football season, there always become some seeds of doubt that if, that are planted around Patrick Mahomes. It happened last year because Tyreek well, Hill was gone. those people are idiots, though. But they, they still do it. They but, still do it on the television screen. I suppose, they do it on radio. They do it everywhere. That's just storyline stuff. Like, that's filler stuff. Like, I, I think any of the doubt that's that's perpetuated about Patrick Mahomes is to fill TV time, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, the, the Chiefs are the new Patriots, and the same thing happened with the Patriots during their dynasty. Like, the, every season you're given a different reason why the Chiefs team may not be as good as they were last year. Yeah. And this year, it's just for week one, no Kelsey and no Jones. But I think it's natural to want to talk about somebody else and why they're going to be better rather than and include why this team, X, yeah. Chiefs, may be worse. Well, our, our collective eyes, if, if you have a functional uh, optical abilities, all of our eyes saw dropped passes. Oh. We saw passes at the numbers tipped up into the air for 50-yard interception returns for touchdowns. So when you look at the box score, if that's all you looked at, 21-39, 226, two touchdowns, one interception, and uh, a 77-5 quarterback rating, that's pedestrian for anybody. But Patrick Mahomes played winning football last night. That was winning football. They should have won with those numbers last night. And it was key moments from the receivers failing Patrick Mahomes. The 
big reason why the Chiefs lost. And so in that, where we hear from Chris Collinsworth before his insane, we're going to, hey guys, we're going to find out tonight just how good uh, MVP and two-time Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes is tonight, tonight, week one Mm. of the 2023 season. Tonight, we're going to find that out. He said, hey, you're missing your second and your third best players. This is a quarterback league through and through. We talk about quarterbacks, I would say, arbitrary number 96.5% of the time. But it's a legitimate question with the Chiefs. Outside of Mahomes, who is the the second best player? And I think that Travis Kelsey, you right there, saw it on full display last night. Because the reason you're able to patchwork wide receivers around Patrick Mahomes in the post-Tyreek Hill era is because you had that big, burly man you're able to use as a safety valve all the time. And he'll win one-on-one matchups. And he's fast. And he's a fantastic route runner. And you don't have him last night. And they looked pretty mid because of that. I think Chris Jones can have all the contract holdout that he wants. The second best player on that Chiefs roster is unequivocally, and I don't think I'm I'm saying anything monumental or mind-blowing, is Travis Kelsey. But the reason it's applicable today is because that was on full display last night. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those things that you can't deny at this point. There might have been a little bit of debate heading into this game because Chris Jones is everything the Chiefs do on sure. defense. Like Spags called up a great game last night. But usually, it's all centered around Chris Jones being able to have... It's pressure from him exactly. predicating everything else that happens with the Chiefs defensive. Because he can pressure in the middle. He can stop the run. He can pressure off the edge. Chris Jones is like a, a utility knife on the defensive side, similar to how uh, Patrick Mahomes uses Travis Kelsey offensively. But especially with the void at receiver, for the Kansas City Chiefs specifically this year, Travis Kelsey is the second most important player. And it's it's honestly close. Like he's What we saw last night was... He's closer to Mahomes, maybe, in importance level than Chris Jones is to him. Yeah. Like that gap between one and two. There's a wide gap between uh, between, uh, Kelsey and Chris Jones. And Chris Jones. And it's not to say it's not to disparage Chris Jones at all as a player. It's just there's other ways to scheme up defense around having a guy like that gone on offense. I mean, especially if guys like Sky Moore aren't in the right place. Kadarius Toney can't catch a ball to save his life. Uh, Justin Watson, only time he can get open is down the field. Him and MVS, like... Mahomes has nobody he can trust on the field, and you could be as good as you want, evading sacks, moving the pocket, you know, throwing darts to guys, but if they're not going to be there for you, it's, uh, it's a long night. You can't catch the ball yourself. This got me thinking, though, watching how the Chiefs didn't really look like the Chiefs without Travis Kelsey last night with that hyperextended knee. We talk about quarterbacks so much, mm. and it's because they're the highest-paid players and they're the most important players, and the current state of modern-day American tackle football, you need to have a quarterback that's above average in order to do anything exceptional in the NFL. I want to take the focus away from quarterbacks for a second and ask the simple question. On your NFL team, your team that you're a fan of, think about it. Who is the second-best player outside of the quarterback, non-quarterback, who is... The second best player on your football team. Can't be the quarterback. Outside of the quarterback, who's the most important player on your NFL team? And in Dolphins' terms, I think it's Teron Armstead. Mm. Uh, When you have an offensive line that's tasked with protecting the most fragile head in the NFL, uh, the most uh, frequently scrambled brain in the NFL, 
You have one man who's protecting him from tragedy because he's on a line that features Liam Eichenberg and Austin Jackson and a bunch of guys who have done nothing but let Tua get abused over the last couple of years. And that is why I said it when the injury happened or the reaggravation of the injury. If the Dolphins don't have Teron Armstead this season, and we still don't think he's playing week one, the Dolphins are bleeped. Mm. I mean, significantly bleeped. And the offensive line, not Tyreek Hill, not Jalen Waddell, not Christian Wilkins, Teron Armstead. Everything that the Dolphins want to do this year is dependent upon that massive mound of a human being protecting Tua. Because if he's not there, if he's not setting the tone for that line, if he's not leading the line, the Dolphins are unequivocally screwed. Mm. Teron Armstead is, non-quarterback, the most important player for the Dolphins in 2023. So no Jalen Ramsey. Nope. No Tyreek Hill. Nope. I mean, do you see the way defenses have to set up to guard Tyreek Hill? How much they shift over? It's like he's the Steph Curry of football outside of Mahomes, and you're saying even his gravity doesn't matter as much as no, Ron F. No, because if if I don't if two is not there yeah. to deliver the football, and that has nothing to do with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle at the end of the day. If Tyreek Hill or if if two is not there to deliver the football, if it's Mike White, if it's Skylar Thompson. The Dolphins are an average an average to poor mm. football team. That's why Teron Armstead is so epically important for this team. Let me ask you. We've determined Theo's team, the Chiefs, tough loss last night. But it proved that Travis Kelsey the is the most important player non-quarterback on that Chiefs team. I'm the defending champions. For me, with the Dolphins, forget all the speedy wide receivers and all the highlight reel guys. Outside of two of the most important players, Teron Armstead at left tackle. Your NFL team, you're a fan of ex-NFL team. Outside of the quarterback, who's the most important player on that team? Outside of Aaron Rodgers, who's the most important player on the Jets? Outside of Justin Herbert, who's the most important player on the Chargers? Outside of Dak Prescott, who's the most important player on the Cowboys? 888-760-3776. And on social media, at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. Christian. You're a Ravens fan. Yeah. I identified him as a Giants fan Wednesday, wow. by the way. I don't know what I was doing there. He was even wearing a Ravens t-shirt. That's Because I was about to say, he wears Ravens or right. Penn State gear right. every day of his life. He's wearing a Ravens hat today. Yeah. Like I really blew that. Visual reminders, and you're just screwing it up. Just the worst. Uh, but you're outside of Lamar, and we've talked about the lack of receivers for years helping Lamar on that offense. It is a team, though, that very much leans on its defense. I think the Ravens are a little bit difficult to pick out who the most important player is oh. in 2023 outside of Lamar Jackson. So let me pick your Ravens' brain, Audible Assassin. Roquan Smith was a great addition yeah. last season from the Bears, but he's not my pick. Montezuma. Because there are three phases to a football team. Oh, no, don't. Get offense. Are you going to go don't. Justin You've Tucker? got defense. Don't do and you've got the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker. If you were to quantify Justin Tucker's importance to the team, he has equated to more wins over replacement than any other player right. other than Lamar Jackson on that team. Against the Detroit Lions, you have two examples against the same team. Once way back a decade ago, where he scored 18 points by himself, capping it off with a 61-yard game winning as the buzzer expired field goal 
to beat the Lions. That's in 2013. Mm-hmm. La- uh, two years ago, 2020 or no, it's 2021. You had the 66 yarder off the bottom post to go through for a game-winning field goal for the Ravens over the Lions again. Of course, his playoff success during the Joe Flacco playoff run to the Super Bowl. It's all about Justin Tucker. And I, I feel more comfortable saying that than I ever have. I have one football, <laughs> I have one Ravens jersey in my closet. It's Justin Tucker. It was a, a, really? a, a Chinese one, yeah, that came uh, over for 20 bucks. Wait, but it's a wait, Justin wait. Tucker one. We have it's been revealed <laughs> that you're the only NFL fan I've ever met who has one jersey of his or her team, and it's the kicker. Who else would have ever, like, the Raiders with Sebastian Janikowski? Yeah, Do you think it. there was any Raiders fan who just had a Sebastian Janikowski jersey? Them or the Patriots, maybe there's a Vinatieri. No, because, I mean, you're well, he, going Brady. Teams, so yeah, yeah right, and you're, you're Brady. always going Brady in yeah. that spot. Oh, my God. Listen, Come on, dude. I'm about value, right? I'm a frugal guy. Oh I'm not going to get a jersey of a player and he gets traded. I'm not going to get a jersey of a player and he doesn't pan out. So when I was searching for a jersey back in like 2016, I was like, who is one person on this team that I know for a fact I will get years and years and possibly a decade of wear out of? And once I saw Justin Tucker nail that 61-yarder to beat the Lions, I knew that this guy was going to be here. He's going to be a major component of this team. And I took that calculated risk. Turned out perfect. He's the best at his position of all time. Um, so I still want to. I still want to want to add your NFL team because I think this is a good conversation. <laughs> On your NFL team, who's the most important non-quarterback player? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. But also, have you ever owned a jersey of your team's kicker? Have you ever owned a jersey of your team's kicker? How weird is it that Christian Cat owns one Ravens jersey and it's of the kicker, Justin Tucker? Have you ever known anybody to have one jersey of their favorite team and it be the kicker? Like, I have so many questions off of this. I've never experienced this before, and I'm legit thrown off. There are two teams I can think of in the NFL right now that probably have fans. Um... Who have kicker jerseys? I would say the Los Angeles Chargers, um, and maybe the Atlanta Falcons because they like the name. They like the name on the back of the jersey, and I've seen a lot of those. Um, Young Way Kwu, uh-huh. uh huh, of the Falcons, and, uh, and then Dicker the kicker. Ah, uh, yeah, good call. Yeah, so those two dudes. But that's not really. I know, that- but it happens. It happens. Hey, people, people think it's funny to say uh, Dicker. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why they're getting that jersey. And then you have a foreign Young guy. Koo yeah, is, is, it's spelled Young Way Koo, but right. Young Way is right. It looks different uh-huh. in English. Then, hey, legitimately, the Justin Tucker jersey possession is because hey, I'm a fan of the kicker. Yeah, I don't know, dude. He converts to wins, man. I mean, <laughs> the Raven. He's probably converted to over five wins in his career just because he is on that team and not somebody else. And outside of quarterbacks. I'm not sure many people can say that. Derrick Henry with the Titans, he was that important as a running back to that team for, for a couple years stretch there. I'm still thinking of more. Maybe Devontae Adams. You could have went back and got a Ray Lewis, a Ed Reed. Yeah. I, I had those, those in the past currently owning. Okay. Like uh, current player. You, you know, yeah, current player. I, I don't like owning more than one jersey, so it just <laughs> happened that Tucker got there before <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Stop, stop, stop. Okay. 
I what? don't. I don't know, dude. What does that mean? You don't like owning more than one jersey? Like, do you? Are you honoring <laughs> said person? Is this like a Christian cat tradition? Uh, it means something to to be the jersey, the jersey, the player uh, that Christian cat owns the jersey of. Is this some sort of honor you're bestowing upon them? Is that the reason for that? It's my game day attire. I wear it once a week, and I'm not going to mix it up. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I like my Justin Tucker jersey. It's all. It's the black uniform. I like the all is, black. That's the, the sexy way, uniform. It is, especially when you see a number nine and Tucker on the back of it. So maybe if that jersey, I don't know. Maybe I spill some red wine on it and it becomes unwearable again. I'll move on to Lamar Jackson. But right now, it's Justin Tucker. He's gotten me here. He's got me this far. I'm going to ride it out until Justin Tucker decides to hang up his cleats because he's going to retire a Raven. I'm trying to think. The weirdest jersey I've ever owned was a White Sox Nick Swisher jersey. That is the weirdest jersey I have ever owned. Other than that, it's been Frank Thomas or growing up in Chicago, Brian Urlacher. Uh, I had a Michael Jordan jersey like every kid growing up in the Chicago area. Nick Swisher is by far my weirdest jersey. Um, White Sox Nick Swisher jersey. A lot of people probably don't know Nick Swisher. Yeah. Unless, I mean, Yankees fans uh-huh. would. Um, uh, but a lot of those Yankees fans probably don't know that before the Yankees, he played for the White Sox. Uh, and I had Nick Swisher's jersey. But Justin Tucker being your lone jersey as a Ravens fan is insanity. So during that same order of jerseys, right? You get, it makes sense. It's getting shipped overseas because it's not a real jersey. They cost like 20 bucks. And, yeah, made, and it's it's a, it yeah. was made in Beijing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense <laughs> to get more than one and get a bulk order. So I ordered like eight or nine jerseys, got some friends' orders, gave me some cash. The shipping's like 50 bucks. Wow. So, you know, you make it w- worthwhile. It's operation. Doing college radio, I was on this hill back when it was Utah and Oregon in the Pac-12. They were the two teams competing, and everyone loved Justin Herbert and the Oregon Ducks. They were saying that they're a playoff contender, this, that, and I was the lone Utah defender. And... I'm going to bore people to death right now, but Tyler Huntley was the quarterback for that Utah team. Ah. Happens to be the backup quarterback for the Ravens. I was so digging in my heels that I said, Tyler Huntley is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert in college that I bought a Utah Tyler Huntley jersey, and I also have that in my closet as well. It's two Ravens jerseys. I know, and it happened to be a Ravens pick. It worked out. This was way back when, so I've got a Tyler Huntley Utah jersey and a Justin Tucker jersey. This is... The weirdest, yeah. I promise this was not planned. And I don't quite know what to do with this. Um, on your NFL team, on your NFL team, who's the most important non-quarterback player? And what is the most random, obscure jersey you have ever owned? Because right now, Christian Kent has a Justin Tucker Ravens jersey and a Tyler Huntley Utah jersey. I once owned a Nick Swisher White Sox jersey. On your NFL team, who's the most important non-quarterback player? And what's the most random jersey that you've ever owned? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle 
Join replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. On your NFL team, the most important non-quarterback player, because we found out last night unequivocally, it's Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, That is pretty front and center, glaringly obvious to, to Theo and the rest of Chiefs Nation. For me, Teron Armstead. Because if Tua gets hurt because he's not protected, then ain't nobody getting Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle that football. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And the most random jersey you've ever owned because Christian Cat has gone flat-out weirdo and revealed that he has a Tyler Huntley Utah jersey. And his only Ravens jersey as a Ravens fan is not Lamar Jackson. It's Justin Tucker. The hell? He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica you know, Live on ESPN 106.3. Uh, C-Cat. Theo in the break was uh, was talking about how he's got he's got someone helping him put together a, a bachelor party bachelor party activities yeah. for uh, pre marriage to to Ashley his wonderful fiance and paragliding is an activity that's been brought up and we were trying to explain to him paragliding paragliding and I said you sit you have a, a little seat harness uh, you got like a huge kite above you it's attached to a boat. Uh, it's quiet up there. It's relaxing. You endorse paragliding. I do. Just don't look up the video of when it accidentally detached from the boat and they, like, fly into the island. Yeah, but I'm sure your company will be fine. Or Jurassic Park 2, where it happens. I'm I'm not an adventure taker. Yeah. I'm not one who likes to thrill seek. I'm I'm pro paragliding. Like, I would, I would say go for it if you're up to it. So, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Uh, I like my feet on the ground, right? I feel Uh like when God made me, he made my feet so perfectly curved Mm -hmm. and everything just to be on the floor, on the the ground. It's the surface of the earth very, very well. It's hugs. It's like a a magnetic pull. And anytime my feet are not on the ground, I get a little It's called gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) So why are we trying to defy gravity with all these activities? Half the activities the travel uh, planner, you know, sent me. Zip lining, paragliding, and all someday this stuff you'll in the learn air. how great a miracle it is that planes get off the ground. <laughs> Theo, right. uh, on your NFL team, who is the most important non-quarterback player? On your NFL team, the most important non-quarterback player because Travis Kelsey is him. Mm. After what we saw last night, and what is the most random jersey that you own? The most random jersey that you've owned, because Christian Cat, unbeknownst to us, revealed just a few moments ago, that his lone Ravens jersey, as a Ravens fan that he owns, is not Boynton Beach's Lamar Jackson. It's Justin Tucker. That's right. Mm. He owns a kicker jersey, has the only jersey that he owns to honor a Ravens player, but he also, in that closet, has a Tyler Huntley University of Utah jersey. You What the hell? Dave is in Jupiter, and he gets us going on the phones here on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Dave. Yeah, I've got a answer for both. Actually, for the Bears, I think it's DJ Moore. Uh, yeah, he was brought on to brought on to see whether or not they wanted to keep Justin Fields in the first place. I would argue that 
Fields is not even the best player on the team. He might be. Yeah, that's a great uh, point. And and then the jersey question. Uh, I remember I grew up in Indianapolis, so the Bears have always been my team. But I rooted for the Colts too because you know I lived there. And I went to a preseason game and saw a guy catch like a fifty-five or sixty-yard bomb and run it in for a touchdown. He was a rookie. So I went to the mall when they used to make jerseys and put numbers on there. And <laughs> uh-huh. I told him, I said, I want 88. And they, how do you spell it? I had to spell the guy's last name and everything. Got so much grief for the first few weeks for, for having that jersey. And it was Marvin Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you were going to uh, drop a Marvin Harrison on us. So, so that ultimately ended up being a very good purchase for you. Yes, it was only fringe for a few weeks. And then uh, after that, it was uh, one of the most you know, popular jerseys to buy, now, but Dave, uh, let me ask you, I might have you, had one of the first ones in Indy. Uh, the fact you got it custom made is hilarious and custom pressed. And Dave, let me ask you as a fellow Midwesterner, uh, because this is sort of like our identity as, as native Midwesterners. Did you ever have a Jersey with your last name on it? No, you know, I, I never did uh, until uh, actually very recently. And it was, it wasn't a football Jersey. I wanted to pick a EPL team, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't want to just pick, you know, Chelsea and Manchester United like everybody else. And so uh, my last name is Stockdale. So I was watching a game, and the announcer, it was Fulham and Everton, and the announcer said, what an amazing save by David Stockdale. And he was the Fulham goalie, and so now I'm cursed with rooting for Fulham. Oh, <laughs> oh man. And I did have a Fulham Stockdale jersey. He's long gone, but. Uh, but, yeah, I did yeah. have my name on one jersey. That's how you get around that. Like, Levicka, there's never been a good athlete uh, with the last name Levicka, and appreciate the call, so I can't get away with that. And I will say this, if you have a jersey and you have your last name on it, it's a custom jersey with your last name on it, that's loser behavior. <laughs> Is there an age limit on this? No. Your parents are failures <laughs> if you're a kid and you have a jersey with your last name on it. So so my dad was very, growing up, He was his biggest thing was, I don't wear nobody's jersey. I don't wear no other man name on my back. He was, he was that guy. Uh, Why does that not surprise me at all, <laughs> by the way? Knowing what I know of Theo's yeah. father. Yeah, he's like, I don't wear no other man name on my back. So <laughs> I do remember for his birthday one year, he was a, he's a big Raiders fan, um, and I got him a Raiders uh, Dorsey jersey, which he never wore anyways. So I would wear it here and there when I growing up. So I had a, actually a Raiders jersey that had Dorsey on the back that I got from my dad. was eight sizes too big for me. Uh-huh. But back in the early 2000s, that was in vote. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You, you rock the big tall yeah. tees and the extra large yeah, throwback jersey. Yeah, Especially yeah. Raiders, too. I feel like you're from the West Coast. I mean, look. Well, speaking of Raiders, Dane messages in, I have a Max Crosby Raiders jersey. That's not crazy. It's, not, look, it's not just Tucker best player. crazy. He's their yeah. best player right, right now. Right, yeah, no doubt. Well, Devontae Adams or Max Crosby. But, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really easy to eat. Like uh, two years ago, that would have been weird. Let's go to uh, Mike in Jupiter on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Mike? Hey, Ken. Happy Friday, guys. Yes, Thanks sir. for taking my call. No I, got a, I got an answer for both. Okay. Um, the fir- the first one, you know, as a Bucks fan, mm-hmm. the most important player we have is just Mike Evans. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just uh, he's chief, you know, he's way. a team first kind of guy. You know, on the field, he's done so much for the Tampa community. Um, 
I hope they figure this out with him because yeah. he's just a true buck. Because you know? once he goes, and, um, once he goes, Mike, or if he goes, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, who who's behind Mike Evans in your mind from a buck standpoint? I mean, we'd have to rely on Godwin or see what these young receivers can do. But he's just he's just such a good locker room presence. Just a good guy. You never hear anything bad about him, and right. he's just our most consistent player. Right. Um. So that's my answer. And uh, my, my second one, Ken, is the most random jersey I have. Uh, growing up, I was a, a wide receiver in high school, you know, dabbled a little bit in college. Mm-hmm. So I was always a, a big fan of Larry Fitzgerald. Um, something about him just caught my eye. I fell in love with him. And I used to have good memories of watching him with my grandfather. And my grandpa somehow got me a game-worn Larry Fitzgerald uh, alternate jersey. Oh, that's see, that's don't know awesome. How we, that, that's... Don't know how we got it, but everything is stitched on it. Uh, it's got the signature, you know, authenticated. It's a really cool. Uh, that's piece of memorabilia, good. And it's it's priceless, and it's just so random. As a Bucks fan, I got a random like Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> Cardinals game jersey. jersey. Right, right, right. And, yeah, but that I, I will say this too. At least it is the custom jersey. It's the stitched on, and it's yeah. not one of those. Uh, you have like the what do they call that? Iron on. Yeah, the iron. Yeah, that's, you put that's it in the wash ten times, and then it starts to chip off. Yeah, that's, that's what I was affording as a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was, getting. and that's all I had as well. You get like seven wears out of it. Right. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the old washing machine takes care of it for you. Yeah. Uh, Port St. Lucie, we bring in Brandon on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Brandon. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um. Uh, for both, um, I'm a Bills fan, so of course, Stefan Diggs by far. Yeah, you know, I don't know how, what our offense would look like without him right now. And for the jersey, I actually had a uh, Jason Kidd jersey I had in high school, but it was um, his high school jersey. It was the Pilots, mm. I guess. Was the mascot of his high school it was all orange with uh, some blue around the outside. And I can't even remember for the life of me where I got it. That's and I also sick, had a uh, Paul. Paul Pierce, uh, Inglewood jersey was all black and uh, green. You know, coincidentally, it looked like the kind of like a Celtics jersey. But I thought that was pretty cool. I haven't seen them since. Uh, I don't even know what I did with them. Uh, they're somewhere in my storage or. See, you know, so for but, that, and I rate that and appreciate you, Brandon. That's, that's a like a fashion statement type yeah, of yeah. Uh, type of deal there. That's not why Christian no. got a Justin <laughs> yeah. Tucker Ravens jersey or a Tyler Huntley Utah jersey. See, mine's for function, right? Yeah. Uh, me wearing the Justin Tucker jersey <laughs> wishes the football between the uprights. Uh, a Jason man. Kidd high school jersey, that's like a, a darty jersey. If you're in college, yeah. you maybe wear it over a hoodie. That's a cool add to the collection. You actually get some wear and tear out of that jersey yeah. for fashion. People have been stunting on us, really. Like We get the uh-huh. Larry Fitzgerald game-worn jersey. That's just a flex. Yeah, no right? doubt. And like, what we, can I say to that? Yeah, and then we got Jake Kidd and, and, and Paul Pierce high school, high school jerseys. jerseys. Like that's just like, oh, I'm vintage, I'm cool, yeah. I'm unique, uh, hipster type stuff. Right. So C Cat, you're still losing in this, man. You're Justin Tucker, you have a, a Justin Tucker Raver, Ravens jersey that you wear every Sunday. These guys are flexing with their right. with their right. uh, you know, throwbacks and stuff. You gotta step your game up. And my and my yeah. example was a Nick Swisher White Sox jersey. There ain't no fashion yeah. statement there. Uh-huh. And then Theo, I got he, he he committed yeah. the cardinal sin of last name, own last name uh-huh. on a jersey. But then he also wore eight sizes too big. Yeah, and I also had a uh, my my random one that I bought for myself and had was a Sharif Abdul Rahim Atlanta Hawks green and blue uh, jersey. Hawks. 
version of that. Yes, yes. A Hawks green and blue Sharif Abdul Rahim. I had no clue who he was at the Man. time, but I just thought the jersey looked so sick. Not even a Grizzlies so version no, of him. No, it was random. It was weird. But you I know what? I totally forgot he played for the Hawks. I didn't even know it back then when I, I bought it. When I was like, <laughs> I was like twelve. Uh, I saw the jersey. Man. I liked it. I got it, and then I. For years, I was like, what the hell is this? Uh, We will continue to take your calls on your NFL team. Who's the most important non-quarterback player? And what is the most random jersey you've ever owned? We are uh, opening doors to previous weirdness I didn't think was possible. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. Still to come before 2 o'clock, Theo getting sexy with a fantasy football set of tips for all of you. Trust me when I tell you, you're going to want to set the mood, light a candle. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together for this scholarship. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I was looking on social media here, awful announcing, and we can talk about this later, but I just wanted to throw it out there because I could not disagree more with this. They have an entire story, an entire column written. Let me see if I can find uh, the uh, the name of this person so I'm giving proper credit here. The awful announcing guy? Yeah, yeah, awful announcing guy. Uh, the headline of this piece from David Rabb. It's time for ESPN to retire the bottom line during games. I could not disagree more. Like, the bottom line, how do you just get rid of that? If I'm... I get everybody has phones, everybody has stuff going on, but I enjoy... Being able to look at the screen and not have to look at my phone and go to ACC or SEC on the ESPN app and see the score eventually scroll across or news scroll across on the bottom line. I would argue that losing the bottom line on a football game, watching college football especially, would be akin to losing the yellow first down line. You need the bottom line. TV viewers need the bottom line. I hate this column. Yeah, that's actually one of the worst takes I've heard in a while. Specifically because why would ESPN do self-harm, right? Like yeah. your 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 whole goal, your plan as ESPN is, number one, you pay as much money as possible to get the best live streaming, live games or whatever to broadcast so people watch you. Why would you open up the door for people to have to go elsewhere right. to get their scrolling news? Because that's big, what we're going to do. I'm a big ticker fan. Yes. I'm a fan of tickers. And... I understand if, like, CNN took it away where you have to read, 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 and it's really distracting you from the action that's going on. But, like, we're talking scores here with the bottom line. You need it. You I need think that. that's important, to you be honest. It. We are in the age of the second screen, though. So I think that's where it's coming from. Like, no, but- people, I go to my phone for scores. I don't wait until it scrolls on the TV, but I don't see what the drawback is to having it on the TV. So everyone's happy. Yeah, what are you going to get, like, a, a half inch more yeah. of action? Like, dude. Relax. Yeah. And also, again, it's not ESPN's goal is to keep your eyes on their one screen. They're not like, hey, it's a three-screen yeah. world, so go ahead. Take your attention yeah. off us. Give me the damn scores. Yeah. Give me the damn scores on the, the bottom line. You know what's going to ruin your TV viewing experience if you're sitting in your home and you're watching college football this weekend or the NFL Uh-oh. and your AC goes out? Oh. And you are screwed. So if that happens, and I do not wish that upon anybody, but if it does happen, listen closely. 
EDS is yes. EDSairconditioning.com. They're a trained comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. What does that mean, Ken? That means they use the best equipment. EDS Air Conditioning, EDSairconditioning.com. I've made it simple for you. How do you remember which of all the AC companies out there to use? Well, my rhyme. EDS is yes. Get a hold of them uh, at edsairconditioning.com, especially if it's after hours. Also, they will check the air quality of your home. Also, they'll handle your plumbing needs as well. Family-owned and operated, EDS Air Conditioning, making appointment schedules around you, which is so important this ultra-busy time of year. edsairconditioning.com. EDS is, yes, that's edsairconditioning.com. On your NFL team, the most important non-quarterback player we saw, Travis Kelsey, is Absolutely that for the Chiefs after last night's game. Uh, me, I say with the Dolphins, Teron Armstead, he is non-quarterback, the most important player the Dolphins have because if he goes down and Tua gets beat up, uh, you're not able to force feed that football to Tyreek Hill, to Jalen Waddell. It is going to be a tough, tough, tough process. Christian says, give me the kicker with the Ravens. Justin Tucker. Hmm is the most important player for the Ravens, not named Lamar Jackson. And what's the weirdest jersey that you own? Because, well, Christian, Justin Tucker jersey, there you go. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Joe in Jupiter, ESPN1063. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for the call. Yes, sir. Uh, before I get to my NFL, before I get to my NFL team, I'll tell you a quick uh, Jersey story. Uh, it's not the weirdest I've ever owned, but it's the only one I've ever owned. Back in 1995, I was 25 years old, going to a Halloween party, and that's the year that Deion Sanders came to the Cowboys, and I was just I was beside myself. So I went dressed as Deion Sanders. We're talking bandana, face paint. Oh, oh, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How much? When you said face paint, do you mean just the eye black, or are you talking about <laughs> your whole face was, was painted? Was... No, I didn't paint, No, I didn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. You got to clarify now, Joe, because I know how some yeah. of y'all get. Uh, I just wanted to make sure we didn't have a blackface controversy that uh, we had stumbled into. <laughs> I mean, I look like a football player. That's what I, that, that's okay, what I the that's eye black. Like All right. That's like one jersey. Ooh. Love it. <laughs> and to my team, oh Dallas my Cowboys. Uh, uh-huh. Obviously, I, I, I could say Micah Parsons. He's obviously the next yeah. one under Dak, as great as he is. But I'm going to give you two players real quick that if they perform like they did, one of them just got drafted from college who led the, all, all of college football from Tony Arson scrimmage the past three years, and then Brandon Cooks. Those are the two fastest people on the field from everything I'm hearing, from everything they see in training camp. So we're going to say Brandon Cook and Deuce Vaughn. If he's on the field, from what I'm hearing, you can't see him until he's past you. So I'm not saying it's going to, it might be a complete failure, but watch out for those two. Brandon Cook has been getting 1,000 yards a season the last eight years at least and just been on bad teams. And he's, also, he's still got his speed. And Deuce Vaughn, even, I even heard from Micah Parsons, uh-huh. he even said, yeah, you can't see him until he's past you. Yeah, well, that's because he's 5'5". So, oh, right, right. Yeah, it's because he's, <laughs> he's underneath your, your line of vision. Appreciate it, Joe. First off, thank God Ooh. we avoided a blackface oh, controversy because that's, uh, oh boy. Uh, and also, it is adorable how excited Joe gets for the Cowboys every year, knowing it. how it's all oh, going to end. I love it. Also, I wish he had the bandana on, too, over the top of the head like Dion. I would love to see pictures. If you have that, Joe, tweet it out, please. I almost had 
a heart problem. Unless there's a little too much <laughs> face paint, then please don't yeah, tweet it out. I almost That's... had a cardiac event. Uh, Ricky on ESPN 106.3. Hi, Ricky. Hey, Ken. How you doing, bud? Good, man. Good. So, uh, big Steelers fan, probably say DJ Watt. Uh, we saw what that defense looked like when he went down last year. Yeah, so, yeah. DJ uh, Watt outside and Kenny Pickett is by no means our best player. He actually <laughs> I was going to uh, say, you're in the rare instance where the quarterback is definitely not the best player on the team. Negative best player. Um, <laughs> good story. A buddy of mine won a game-worn Antonio Brown jersey uh, through a travel once. And I found out about it, and I bribed him, and I bought it from him. And then Antonio Brown obviously went all cuckoo uh-huh. and left. And But I love the jersey. It's a nice jersey. <laughs> and so I just went into the garage one day, and I took black duct tape, and I just put it over the brown name in the back. So now I'm just wearing this blank 84 <laughs> game-worn uh-huh. brown jersey, and I'm hoping nobody knows <laughs> what it actually is. So, sir, why do you have electrical tape on the – yeah. yeah, 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 no, that's – you know what? I, I like the uh, the fiscal responsibility yes, yes. Uh, that you show there. Uh, sir, you have electrical tape all over the back of your jersey. What's that about? Ah, oh, don't worry. Yeah, it came with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> – I bought it like yeah, that. Yeah, it ripped a little bit. I had to t- uh-huh. take it up. <laughs> Mike in Royal Palm on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you guys doing? Thank Good. you all for having me on. Yes, sir. Um, I was going to go with T.J. Watt, but I guess he beat me to it. <laughs> um, the next thing I would say would probably be Minka Fitzpatrick because yeah. without him, that de- between him and Watt, that defense is just yeah. not the same without either one of those guys. And because of him, you dare not step on the logo in the middle of the Steelers' Woo! locker room. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. He made sure of that. And um, – it's actually funny how he was talking about the Antonio Brown jersey because the odd jersey I was going to say was when I was a kid, I had a um, Drew Bledsoe Patriots jersey. Mm. But I bought my daughter an Antonio Brown jersey like right before he went off the deep end. Uh. And um, <laughs> when I finally did let her wear it, I um, I put tape over where the B is uh, for the BR for the Brown and put a CL, and it just went from Antonio Brown jersey to an Antonio, Antonio Clown Clown. jersey. Oh. Mm. I, this is an interesting side conversation, and appreciate the call. The wow. uh, manipulation of, of jerseys via tape yeah. that takes place. I had no idea that this was a regular occurrence. Yeah, I've, I've seen where people try and tape over a number on the front or something like that. I didn't know people were taping the back, but I, I, I can no respect idea. the hustle. had no idea yeah. that there was so much tape art happening yeah. uh, on, on jerseys. When we come back, we'll keep talking about this. We have a ton of other stuff to do, though. I have a ton of surprises for our friend Theo, who is still, still hurting from the uh. Chiefs' loss last night, but we're here with a proverbial radio hug, pulling him into our audio bosom. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.